0: Welcome to the 37signals podcast. On the last episode, we began our design roundtable with three members of the design team at 37signals, Jason, Ryan, and Jamie. And we were talking about design influences and inspiration when we left off, so let's pick up from there. Here's Jamie discussing the difference between art and design, especially when it comes to the web. So
1: Jamie will be talking first, then you'll hear Ryan's voice, and then Jason's. The web is this interesting place where, especially when I was first starting out, you know, there are a lot of tinkerers on there, and there's definitely a lot of traditional design, you know, people that were formally trained. Um, but there's this fine line between art and design. There there always is, and on the web, it's even harder to separate. It's sort of like, uh, a lot of what I admire out there is art, but it isn't really design. And what I mean by that is, it looks beautiful and it, I'm like amazed that, that they managed to do it. But is, is it really communicating something or is it just in and of itself, this beautiful site, you know? And I can think of a lot of different websites that I've seen that I think it looks cool, but I, I couldn't even remember what the hell it was about. <laughs> and to me, design is about, you know, communicating what, what's the problem, you know? And I definitely respect the art part. Um, but so I think that's an interesting thing when you were talking about k10k and mm-hmm. surf station and all this stuff and all that crazy flash stuff. I love Remember like design game? graphic like Michael Young and what was it Mike Cena? Mike yeah. Gina, whatever it is yeah.
2: Like they, I love this guy's work, but right. now it's like I've found I think a way to to find out which side you're on yeah. between the art and design game and it's if you ask the question why? Mm-hmm. What can you say if you ask an artist? Why? Mm-hmm. the greatest artist will tell you well it was beautiful yeah. it inspired me, it touched me it reminded me of this or that yeah. um, but you ask a designer why and he says well I've got these 15 different things that all have to coexist in this in this uh, 800 by 600 pixel area yeah, yeah. You know, and and if I do this that doesn't work if I do this it breaks the other thing so in order for these three things to be in harmony I have to do that and yeah. so on and so forth like
3: that other companies that like there's companies too that I think do great design you know but one of the companies I'm really liking lately is just Google's design even though Google like people would say it's it's ugly and you know stripped down or whatever like the decisions they're making I think are really wise everything's based on speed and the more you use it the more you realize speed like trumps aesthetics in most cases I think today Um, if you can be fast and good-looking that's great but I think I'd almost prefer fast And so I like some of the decisions they're making about that, and I think that's starting to influence us a little bit in terms of picking up some speed here and there by maybe doing things that are a little bit less fancy than we might want to do, and less arty than we might want to do, but really just are better because they're faster.
0: At at what point does that enter? Is that at the very first stages you're thinking, well, this will take too long to load, or is it something that you design and then you're looking at at load speeds and you're know, like, yeah, this is just not moving fast enough. Where where does that come in? The way I
3: tend to do it, I don't know how everyone else does it, but the way I tend to do it is I, I'll design something the way I like it and then I'll figure out how I can pull stuff out of it. So for me it's more of an editing process. Speed is about editing, I think, for me. Um, I wanna get the idea out there first and then I can like start peeling it back. But my the stuff I do is pretty fast to begin with, because I, I don't really do a lot of fancy stuff. But I, I just really admire Google's focus on speed. And that's a design decision too. It's not just it's not just a business decision. It's a design decision. They're saying there's some design. I'm sure they have very talented designers in some places, but there's and they are talented even though they may not be artists in the same way. Um, and they're saying... It might that, not be an impressive portfolio piece. Right, exactly. But they're really talented because the site's fast and it's it's easy to use and things like that really matter. So. It's solving the problems. Yeah. yeah.
2: That points more and more to the challenge to somebody who's trying to get into or who's trying to get a job doing UI design mm-hmm. that it's not about looking at screenshots because yeah. then you're putting yourself in the graphic design box. You know, It's about your ability to describe problems and your ability to, to show how it is that a design that you did worked and if you can show the reasoning and the different relationships between the elements then you can show that you really know something. And I think it's something we've seen at Sortfolio
0: and some other sites that we've just discussed internally, like portfolios that we're impressed by. A lot of times it's not just a screenshot. It's someone who can take a screenshot and then also explain why they made these choices yeah.
3: or, or why they're doing what they did as opposed yeah. to just here's a pretty picture. And to wrap it up too, like Jason San Maria I think is doing really great work. He's doing awesome stuff. Um, Dan Cederholm, people like that, you know, I think are just awesome people to look at because they seem to really get it beyond just the... The art side of it. There. Mm-hmm. I've been
2: really inspired by Art Lubdev, How do you say it? The, uh, the
3: yeah, Russian guy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: The
2: Russian firm. Oh that, yeah, yeah. They've got a really amazing style, and it's cool because they don't come from the same historical line of development that we do. Mm-hmm. So you can see certain things. You can see certain kind of cleanliness, a certain kind of modern style, um, but at the same time, there's certain things about the way the elements are arranged. Or the way things are spaced That you're really like Whoa, that's really something different Right It's easy to become blind to How much we all follow in line with each other How You know, we, saw, we see the Swiss posters And right. we see the, yeah. you know what I mean sure. You see the Helvetica and whatever And it's like You forget what a box you're in When it comes to, your, to design Well, you've yeah. visited Japan a couple times One time recently what, Is that something you noticed there too? A, a cultural sort of language or vernacular That was different? Uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's definitely some interesting things with the t- television and the mm-hmm. advertising, <laughs> but uh, it, for me, actually, that wasn't the most striking thing because I think that the Japanese aesthetic is one of the things, along with the Swiss aesthetics, that is in the mainstream design aesthetic. You know, the Russian aesthetic isn't necessarily part of our mm-hmm. of our story.
3: I also love like Persian stuff, like old Persian stuff. It's beautiful. Like, the way that you shape and, and color in a way that, like, we don't use it here. And the intricacies. Of yeah, there, that's different. the other thing that's so I find so interesting about that sort of stuff is, yeah, the intricacies, like, Arabian art and stuff. It's just beautiful. And the patterns. And so, yeah, the yeah, patterns yeah. are just phenomenal. And it's just, I, there's I don't know, like, that doesn't show itself in the stuff I do, but I still feel like it influences me somehow. I'm not sure how, though.
2: Yeah, something I find really inspiring is when you go to places that have a really um, intact kind of, like, a traditional style... Um, even if you just look at really traditional style, American buildings or something, one of the things that you see uh, is something that Christopher Alexander points out, which is um, you see many, many, many different levels of detail. You see, you see details in a building that are um, the size of six feet tall. You see a flat wall that's six feet tall, but then you walk closer to it and there's a ledge that's about you know, the height of you know, maybe from your wrist to your elbow. There's like, and then inside of that, there's details that are the size of your individual fingers. And you look into that, and then there's textures that are the size of like, you know, millimeters in size. And that as you look, and then you look up to the building and at the top of the building where the roof comes out, there's all this detail there. Yeah. And uh, in the modern tradition, and especially if you take simplicity and these things that we're sometimes, 37 signals is sometimes associated with, if you take those things too literally, you get this kind of simple modern thing where everything is flat and it's not interesting your eyes can't dig into it and If you look at our apps, I don't think that you see anything that reminds you of a traditional building, but I hope that you see uh, font sizes Where you see a kind of certain weight that is really comfortable for your eye Your eye and you see other weights that require you to strain a little bit because there's detail there It has to do with some finer point and you see headlines that are more big you see, you know I hope that there's some uh, that we're integrating this idea of different levels of scale in order to give a kind of richness and interestingness to the apps.
0: yeah, and I, when you talk about architecture, I'm reminded of when you walk in Chicago looking at, say the Wrigley building or some of the other buildings down the town or in New York, if you look at the you know you look at the facades of these buildings and you see the the ornate details there, the gargoyles or different you know elements of the structure, compare that to modern architecture and so much of it just seems so cookie cutter like people are just you know making something as quickly and cheaply and simply as possible and you know obviously there's some pros to that but that you lose something along the way there's there's some sense of individuality that, that's gone with modern architecture and a lot of a lot of these newer buildings that you see
2: there's this interesting steep steep edge where like you can have a, a building like uh you know, like the farnsworth house or something which is modern building with not a lot of detail, but the proportions are just so perfect, you know? But then if you take that design and you just mess up the proportions a little bit, then you just have something uninteresting.
0: Or even if you put that structure somewhere else, the way it works with the land and the context of the environment around it and how it was made for that place and that purpose. And And
2: also with like Dieter Rams and stuff like that, there's this quality to the really well-executed modern stuff that it's this perfect balance of proportion... That is is for me like a challenge because I think in general you could say that our aesthetic is modern, but uh, to give it that feeling of being interesting, modern and still interesting, requires some magic factor that's subtle and kind of hard to pin down. Mm-hmm. All
0: right, uh, we've got some readers at Signal versus Noise who had some questions for you guys. So
3: actually, something just popped in my head. I'll just sure, drop it in there way. real quick. It's like the thing I'm starting to to see more and more is that. Um, like the goal I think with, with good design is, is kind of what Ryan was up is, is proportion and that's kind of the thing that I'm starting to notice is like what's really most important about something is is it, is it in proportion regardless of the style it has or anything like that it's just about proportions what did, can you give an example? like the space between objects and elements and, and you know it's kind of hard to do that over the over the audio here but like um, if you have buttons like a bar of buttons like is the space between the buttons adequate is it too much space compared to the size of the buttons themselves and the space between the text and the edge of the buttons, like all that kind of stuff, that's the stuff that I f- think makes things feel right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the color. The button could be purple or green or yellow. It doesn't matter. It's like, is it in proportion that seems to matter to me most? That's the that's like where I find the harmony in a design is in the proportions. Mm-hmm. It almost sounds like timing and comedy or music or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Oh. Yeah, and, and I, that's a classic notion too, like proportion... You know, you look at the great Greek buildings and Roman buildings, it's all about proportion. Mm -hmm. Um, The the golden ratio. The golden ratio and all that stuff. But But it's
2: not only, I think it's not only aesthetic. It's not that you see a certain proportion visually and like the geometry there Mm -hmm. pushes a magic button in your brain or something. It's that like the spacing, like when the spacing is right and when the proportions are right, it also fits with how much do these things have to do with each other. Like, the buttons that are together in one area of the screen, and they're separated by so much from these other buttons, they usually have some kind of common function, or they are alternate possibilities relating to some kind of certain function, or um, they're things that you want to think about together versus thinking about separately, and it's a matter of degree, because everything on the page is visible at the same time. So it's like when you have things a little bit nearer a little bit further with more contrast or less contrast it's partly that the visual proportion is there but it's also a kind of proportion of of meaning like a proportion of relationships that you you can get when you see it you, these things make sense together but um it's not, it's not so easy to explain yeah. you know
3: the the last thing I'll say too is like I feel like great proportions m- melt away Um, impurities in a design so if you have buttons and there's too much space between them or whatever that's like the space between them is another element that you have to like comprehend so if you have two buttons you now have three objects you've Mm -hmm. got the button the button the space but if things are right proportions you just have two items two items the two buttons and I think over a a big screen if you get the proportions right you could be eliminating 10 or 20 different extra negative space things and, and things that you just have to comprehend so it's very like it's very soothing
0: All right, that's the end of part two of the design roundtable. On the next episode, the design team will answer questions from readers at Signal vs. Noise. As always, thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to see related links to this or other episodes, you can go to 37signals.com podcast. We've got all the episodes there and transcripts as well.